I've also seen Mr. Uh, Deeds. Oh, yeah. He, his black foot. Yeah, and That's the frozen like, guy. His, like, OP foot. So, basically, yes, I've climbed a Mount Everest. Oh, before. my gosh. Of course you have. <laughs> of course you have. You've done everything. You've done everything, Dom. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <clears throat> okay. I'm ready. Okay. So, Bly Manor, part three. Two Faces, part two. Wait, wait, wait. Episode seven. Episode of nine. Siete. These then three. Yeah. These last three. Seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. Incredible. So good. It's what I wanted the whole season to feel like. I loved these episodes so much that it made me dislike the show even more. Does that I, make sense? I kn- No, I know exactly because what you Because I mean. see yeah. in these three episodes the potential that they had for the entire show. Yes. That they was not realized. Until really, uh, episode six was good too. Six was pretty good. The problem is the way we're like breaking it up. Four and five, five was good too, but like four was for sure not a good episode. Right. So like, if you're breaking them up into like chunks of three, seven, eight, and nine are the only three that are consistently as good as the one before it. Right. Yes. It was like and one, two, and three are just they're decent setup. There's nothing to like write home about. Right. And then four is just trash. Five is really, really good. And six is amazing. And then seven, eight, and nine are just. I just wish it didn't take them so long to build up to that point. Yeah. Because it could have it made the whole series. What, yeah, I don't, it could have made the whole series basically what Hill House was. It really, I mean, and I don't know, I doubt there's. It's not like there's like a contractual obligation to a certain number of episodes. Netflix has never been about that, despite the fact that some of their shows have gone the standard like thirteen, ep- like especially in the beginning, some of their shows went the standard like thirteen episode mm-hmm. setup that they kind of started with, and you can tell that they didn't need those extra episodes. Bly Manor is one of those shows that kind of feel, even with just nine episodes, it feels like a show that kind of suffers from that. Like, like they spent too much time in the first, like, four episodes trying to set up. And the, and the problem the problem isn't even that there's too many episodes. The problem is that the main character just didn't need all that time to set up. Right. Because her character, in the end, wasn't as interesting as the other people in the show. Well, and this right. is the other thing too. A lot of the storylines that they used um, or that they set up and also concluded in mm. those first four episodes right. could have been put in these later episodes. Yeah. They 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 didn't require full episodes to themselves, like the, the spectacle guy. Mm. Yeah. The, they spent an entire episode on that. They spent an entire episode showing us that he got hit by a car, right. which they could have showed us probably in the first 15 minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. And didn't have to revisit it. They could have. Oh. It could have done the same thing throughout well, the show, it, like haunting the mirrors and and the the guy showing up behind her. Could have happened the entire it, time, it even if we knew what right. had happened from the beginning. It could have been something that they did, like in like the like a brief set of flashbacks that take place yep. over the course of a few episodes, mm-hmm. and then by episode when we get to episode four, that's when we see the whole thing play out. Right. But not in an entire episode. I mean, so, oh, it's just so... In that in that sense, I do yeah. agree with you. But also, I think that two or three more episodes of this quality would yeah. change my entire outlook of the show. I would agree. If episodes 7 through 12 uh-huh. 
were just incredible, right? I could probably overlook the first four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Also, here's something. If, if that was something that they had a story yeah. for and if yeah. that was something that they took the time to do. Here's here's something else. I think Danny as a character would become her her the intrigue for her character would have increased tenfold if instead of spending all this time talking about her past and not just kind of tightening it up a lot. Taking the time this episode nine should have been like episode five and then they could have spent yeah. three or four more episodes talking about her relationship with I, I can't remember um the other girl the one that uh the the gardener um does it start with a j i can't hold on i got it here uh jk hold on hold on hold it's gotta start with hold a j the phone it's got it to is, um not hannah jamie yeah, yeah. So if they would have spent <laughs> they could have spent like at least a couple or a few episodes on their relationship after the the events that happened at Bly Manor because Probably. Danny is haunt like she basically has a a an, an expiration date because of what she does to save the kids. An unknown expiration exactly. date, which is terrifying it's terrifying yeah. imagine if they had explored that and that 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 whole relationship of them moving back to america or, or do, doing what you know whatever they decided to do mm-hmm. instead of just kind of making that kind of the 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 epilogue of the show imagine if that was three or four episodes right. that would have been way more interesting than you know learning about taking a full episode to learn about her 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 fiance who got hit by the car and you know, taking all this time to do all this setup that in the end just wasn't as meaningful as it, as it could have been. Mm-hmm. That setup could have happened in an episode or two. Yeah. And then they could have taken a few episodes to actually, actually kind of delve into, like you said, something truly terrifying. The fact that in order to save these kids, she's, she's going to have to, she's, she's going to die eventually. She's going to have to go back to the, back to the manor and walk into the lake or the yeah. pond or whatever it is. And and die, yeah. And For, so, I, it, as much as I liked episode seven too, mm-hmm. kind of going off of that point, some of the stuff that happens at the beginning of episode seven could yeah. have been part of Two Faces Part One, which I think was episode three. Um, yeah, I think so. Like, ha- kind of Peter yeah. discovering how the ghosts work at Bly Manor. Right. That stuff right. probably could have gone on a little earlier and been put mm-hmm. into another episode. Right. Um, right. Because at this point, as we're starting to ramp up the story and the quality of the episodes, yeah. that felt a little bit unnecessary. Right. Um, and it was like we were revisiting the storyline that we had forgotten about because mm-hmm. it was three episodes ago. Right. Um, but that being said, throughout the show, we had a lot of, you know, a lot of references to, um, Rebecca, the old mm-hmm. au pair, right. and her story, and that we, we knew that she died, and um, Fiona, is that the kid? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah, Flora. Oh, Flora. Flora. Flora, yeah, yeah, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> Fiona is Shrek's wife in Shrek. Good. Thank you. Um, I yeah, you'd be proud Flora of for that. seen Rebecca, like on the other side of the lake, right, and all that right. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This 
it kind of gave the satisfaction that I was looking for right. um, with how much that that story was built up. And we knew that Rebecca mm. had this kind of unique relationship with the house. Um, we weren't really sure right. exactly what happened with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so we learn um, in this episode that she was, you know, basically tricked by Peter right. um, to, to join him in the ghost world. Essentially, that's right. what he was trying to do um, <laughs> the whole time because his fear was getting trapped alone at Bly Manor. Right. Um, so he was looking for not only a way out, but someone else to drag down with him. Mm-hmm. We also get a sense, and this is one of the this is one of the great things about episode seven. But again, also kind of one of the disappointing things that, about the show as a whole, especially when you compare it to to Hill House, is you finally get a sense of the end game. In mm-hmm. this in this episode, kind of what the 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 goal of of the kind of overarching threat is, right? Right. So Rebecca and and Peter want to possess Miles and Flora, and that's how they'll live on together, right? Yeah. And this is that this takes place. In, this happens. We figure this out in episode seven. There's two episodes left after this after this one. And there were six episodes before where we were just kind of, kind of just plodding around, not really going in circles, but just taking a really long time to get to the end game. Mm-hmm. Whereas with something like Hill House, you kind of know what the end game is almost at the very beginning. Right. Right. And it's just about finding out how we get there. Right. And yeah. it's actually getting about getting to the point, all of them kind of coming together, you know, going through all these, all these family issues. But again, yeah, in the back of our heads, we always kind of know where things are going to go. Yeah. We always know that there's, it's going to kind of, it somehow is going to get back to this one point. And I think that's something that overall Bly Manor really struggled with was kind of getting to that point, kind of getting to the point of knowing where we were going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that <clears throat> seven kind of another thing that it does right along those same lines is it kind of shows us motivations for the people that had been living in the house, um, whether as ghosts or as people. It shows us Peter's motivation to get out, Rebecca's motivation to continue to take care of the kids and protect mm-hmm. them. Um, because in the end, when the kids invite them in, um, Flora and Rebecca kind of had this understanding that Rebecca was going to protect Flora. So it was right. not permanent the way that Peter was trying to make it happen. Right. Um, but also this episode is so interesting because from the very beginning, we know that the kids have this kind of unique relationship with the house, mm-hmm. um, especially Flora. Um, and so it was kind of interesting finally getting to see um, the ways that that relationship was built and how all of these people that had been there before were still very much relevant, um, especially the ones that had overlapped with the current residents. Um, Because the next episode, episode eight, shows us all of the other um, ways that, you know, past residents would have been left in the house. It it focuses on a specific time frame when the lady in the lake was Mm -hmm. sort of born. Um, But we kind of get the idea that you can see this as a cycle where Mm-hmm. All of the current residents are stuck with the past residents who are now ghosts right. trying to find their way out. 
you can yeah. see that it might be a cycle and that this story in and of itself is not necessarily unique to the house. It's right. the one that we happen to be watching. Yeah. Um, but it's something that likely has played out lots of times before since, right. you know, the 16th century or whenever. It's, in, it's, yeah. In somewhat similar, but, uh, you know, exactly. obviously different ways. Yeah. Um, episode seven ends, you know, obviously it ends with, uh, it ends with what Flora and Rebecca ending up not merging and Flora trying to escape with Danny. Yeah. To try and get her out of the house. So, well, and at that point, Danny has realized kind of what's going on. Right. I think it's that she's she's, she's witnessing this whole thing. Yes. She like sees Rebecca. Even though there's nothing she can do about it. Right. She sees Rebecca and Peter (laughs) and you know, them trying to convince the kids to, to go through with the possessions and all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, at the very end when Danny and Flora are trying to escape, Danny is attacked by the, the lady in the lake Mm -hmm. and episode, then in episode eight, we kind of get the full backstory of episode eight is almost like a, uh, a vignette. Like the episode eight could just be its own short film. Mm -hmm. Like it, it almost exists perfectly independently from this whole show yeah like and that was something i actually loved about this episode was how well it just kind of stood on its own and also um uh carlo gugino's narration the whole time was really a a cool note kind of just walking us through the whole process normally i'm not a huge fan of narration like that but i actually this was one of the instances where it, it felt almost necessary. Yeah, I thought it was I, – I agree with you. Um, I thought that part of what made it so good was that it was unique in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really interesting using the chest – or using the house and, and the rooms as sort of a physical representation of that chest that contains mm-hmm. the – I guess it does contain the lady in the lake. Right. Um, because opening that chest and kind of breaking the promise of, um, I forget, was it Viola or something? <clears throat> I think, think it was Viola was. Yeah, Viola Viola is the is the lady in the lake. Yeah. And then Perdita is her right. sister. So Viola is, is dying of, right. I guess, like TB or something yeah, like that. Yeah, tuberculosis or... Um, but she she leaves all of her things for her daughter in this chest. Right. Um, her sister is cheating on her with her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, her sister decides that she's going to open that chest for money after right. after Viola has died. And that's kind of what releases the haunting of yes. Bly Manor. Right. But all throughout the time, they're using Viola trapped in her room, kind of waiting to be opened up by... Her daughter. She's, she wants her daughter to open the chest right. so that she can be with her again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't think that she's um, necessarily malicious until she realizes what the, the chest and its contents are actually going to be used for, which is just to get money for her sister and right. not given to her daughter the way that she had planned. Right. Up until that point, she's just excited. She's patiently waiting to right. get out and be with her right. family again. Um, mm-hmm. but once that is not how it happens, yeah. um, 
that's when she really starts actually haunting mm-hmm. the manor, and, trying to find her way back to her daughter. Right, and that's the thing. It's not. It's. It's not. It's. It's not like she's trying to be vengeful in any way. Mm-hmm. It's just that people happen to stumble into her path. Right. While she goes from the lake to the house, you know, to that room where is the it chest to, is was. Is it to her her daughter's room or because she's she's looking for her daughter? I think she goes up back up into the attic where the chest was. Okay. Because that's where she thinks her daughter is going to look for yeah. for it. Um. So like. That's what was that was a really cool note I think for you know Danny getting captured by her or getting caught by her in, in the end of episode seven is it wasn't really that like the lady in the lake was actively trying to to get her or possess her or anything like that Danny just happened to step into her path at the wrong time right right which also happened to Peter um, right yeah in in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. And something that's kind of cool is that now that you learn that she kind of follows this same path every single night as Mm -hmm. she has started to kind of fade away, um, it makes sense why Flora and Miles kind of know her path around the house. Right. It makes sense why they want to keep Danny out of the hallways. Mm -hmm. It makes sense why Flora understands like where the dolls are supposed to be in her dollhouse and all those things. But it is kind of weird because you would also think that some of the adults would have started to catch on to what's going on. Yeah, like they're never like up. Like, are they s- never up past ten p.m. Like getting a so- snack, getting a snack in the kitchen? They walk out and they just see her like walking. Right. On her path, exactly. Like, All right. Uh, there's no longer any milk in my in my intestines now. It's gone. or or the. Um, you know the footprints all over the house that they keep blaming on the kids right and you would think like, they would just like chill one night like like if just, it's like, happening every single night maybe figure out why maybe like just like sit <laughs> like on the path of them and just wait a, a couple like just sit there through the night something's gonna show doesn't up doesn't seem that hard hey you know what listen <laughs> writing a show is hard that's just a big plot hole that we'll have to come to grips with hey we'll talk to him about it later so episode eight then obviously goes to episode nine the beast in the jungle which thing if i remember correctly things wrap up pretty quick in this episode at the manor right yeah so obviously viola's ghost is taking danny like towards the the lake to drown her Right. And then I think what Flora kind of like gets in the way. Yeah, Flora tries to intervene, but right. the ghost's whole purpose up to this point is trying to find her daughter, right. which in this case Flora is close enough. Yeah. Um so she takes Flora, so she takes instead. Flora instead. And then um I think uh the dad comes back at this point too and he tries to intervene. And then something happened. What ha- what the hell happens to him? Um, I don't think anything happens to him. He does come back, though, at some point in this episode when all this is going down. I think it's after. It might be after. I don't think after. he actually witnesses. But so, yeah. So anyway. Viola takes Flora, and then Danny decides to save Flora by... Basically, like Viola, like he, she absorbs Viola's spirit. 
Yeah. And, like, so so they like merge. Yeah, she has to. She has to invite in right. the ghost, and that's kind of how it like, becomes permanent. Right, like and how— And so she does that in order for Viola's ghost to leave Bly Manor. Right. And, but since it's right. permanent, she knows that that's also protecting the kids. She right. Have well, to, and also her letting Viola inhabit her, ba- you know, like, be, like, go into her, basically. It, mm-hmm. it, uh, every, every person that died in the manor is, like, is freed now. Yeah. So, so that was Hannah disappears. I loved that reveal of all of the people that had been trapped in the manor as ghosts mm-hmm. and getting to see all of them right as ghosts. Right. But what was so frustrating about that is realizing how much and and one of our biggest gripes with the show has been that it wasn't really scary enough. Right. Realizing in this final episode how many ghosts there really are, how many hauntings could have been going on this entire right. time, mm-hmm. and they didn't do anything with that. Like, from yeah. the very first episode, they could have been showing us all these ghosts. They don't have to give backstories to all of them. Right. We can sit there and wonder why that ghost is there. Why? What is that story? And at the end, this would be plenty to wrap it up, even if we don't find out how all of those people oh, yeah. died or whatever. Right. They could have used that so much better, and it it could have actually made the show scary if they were trying to show us all of these other ghosts. And I know you can sit there and and nitpick the episode second by second, frame by frame and of course, and find these ghosts hidden in the background. It's something they did with Hill house too. Yeah. Um, It was just much more, but the difference was with Hill house. There was a whole number of different ghosts that they showed and actually gave some screen time to Right. That actually, they probably could have done something similar here and they chose Mm -hmm. not to, um, and although that was a like a super cool reveal, I yeah. wish that they would have used that to their advantage earlier right. in the show. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. It. I don't know. It's frustrating, but it's also like I. I don't know. They, I guess they were just trying to go for the fact that there's so much scale to how many people are actually you know inhabiting the house, but. Which is, I guess, it's a kind of a cool note, but it's like you said, it just kind of, it kind of takes away from the fact that there are, are so many more creepy things that could have been going on mm-hmm. this whole time, right? It's it's a cool note to see, like, oh yeah, wow, there's there are a lot of people here that are just kind of you know disappearing or going away, right? But then it's yeah, it's kind of two sided in that it just kind of is a little frustrating, so a then little disappointing it. It essentially ends with what you have just mentioned could have been its own episode or two. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. With Danny and Jamie leaving for America, Danny is obviously possessed by Viola kind of just sitting and waiting to see what's going to happen next. She knows that eventually she will die. Right. Because of that. And over time, she, like, starts, you know, seeing – uh, Viola's reflection in mm-hmm. water. Anytime she's like looking in a sink or in the bathtub or, you know, doing stuff like that, she right. sees the reflection. Well, and the reason why she eventually goes back to Bly Manor is because she was trying to protect Jamie. She realized that she was going to hurt Jamie um, the longer she stayed there, kind right. of possessed by this ghost. And there, uh, there's a scene where, like, I think they, like, they wake up one night and Danny's, like, choking Jamie yeah. and, and, um, 
I think that's when she like after that scene is when she decides to return to the manor and, and drown herself. Yeah. Right. That and that's the she effectively takes the place of the lady in the lake. Right. But I don't think she like she doesn't. Um, I don't think she she doesn't end up like walking the same path or anything like that. I think she just yeah. finally rests. I like she yeah. she dies and that is like the final resting place of of not just Viola but of also of of Danny obviously right and but and kind of the it puts to rest the haunting of Bly Manor right it's right. like it's over it's done now and that was a great I one of my favorite scenes actually is is kind of is revealing that um uh. Carla Gugino's character is is Jamie, mm-hmm. an older version of Jamie, and they're at uh, Flora's. I think it's Flora's wedding, right? Or Flora's uh, like their engagement, you know, reception yeah. or something, you know, whatever it is. Um, also, funny note, you know, she's getting Flora's getting married to to Greg Sestero, who is uh, Tommy Wiseau's best friend. Okay, in the room, like that's that's the um, he plays. Uh, I think his name is Greg. In the oh, movie. really? Yeah. Huh. Funny little note. Greg Sestero is like one of those guys that always just kind of pops up in little tiny roles here and there now yeah. because people obviously Be- realize he no. was in one of the worst movies hey, the ever. The Room is the best movie ever made. But they have, you ever. they have a lot of respect for him <laughs> in Tommy Wiseau. Um, it's cool to kind of see that, that like you see Flora and you see Miles and you see an older version of Owen – um, but Flora, um, and Miles don't have any memory of all the bad stuff that happened. Right. It's they, cause they just have fond memories of right. Bly Manor and growing up there. But at the very end, Flora talks to Jamie and she's like, um, she's like, that's an interesting story you told. Uh, she's Flora's my middle name or something like that. She yeah, talks about, she had Flora no being, idea that she was involved right, with right. all of those things. Mm-hmm. And that was a I I I liked that little thread. I, I, I mean, liked it, but I wish that it would have been <clears throat> added in there just through context clues, like let us figure it out by showing us maybe that they don't remember kind of all those hauntings because it was first revealed by Owen, basically just telling Danny right. and Jamie earlier in the episode. Right, right. Um, so I I mean it didn't necessarily need to be explained out that way, but I thought that that. It's interesting because all of the other characters do know, and they still do remember right. what happened. Owen, Owen still remembers. Jamie still remembers. Obviously. Right, which, again, Miles and Flora have a different relationship with the house than any of the other characters ever did. Right. You know? Right. Um, well, that about wraps it up, man. Yeah, dude. We did it. Any final thoughts? Other, I feel like we've... not. I don't. Not that we've exhausted it, but... We have no, definitely I covered mean, a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I really have too much else too much to else. say. Um, I still found this to be a a worthwhile nine hours of of my time. Um, it just would it would have been nice to see maybe just a little bit uh, a little a little tighter setup. And then maybe a little more exploration of, I think something they really missed the the real fear of of that last episode of those like five to ten years of Danny, just kind of not knowing when her time is going to come. Yeah, and right. I think, I think you combine that with 
<clears throat> what I wish they would have done more is, you know, spending a little more time on how Bly Manor is being haunted throughout the years by all right. of these different ghosts. Like how many different the lady things. in the lake is not the only ghost there. Right. There are so many other things going bump in the night. Exactly. There's so you know. much more to keep track of in this right. house that is never even touched on until the very end. Mm-hmm. I think if you take this show exactly how it is, yeah, you add a couple episodes on of Danny and Jamie's life after yep. and how the hauntings have affected them. You add in more ghost stories throughout the first, even if it's just like the first two or three episodes <clears throat> to really set the tone for the yeah. show. Oh, for sure. Um, I, you don't have to spend full episodes exploring any of those other storylines. Just no, no. introduce them to us in a way. Yeah. Um, it's hard because I, I don't think I can separate this completely from Hill House. It's, it and is that's, hard. that's unfortunate because yeah. they're not the same. No, no. And they, but, they weren't trying to be either. No, they absolutely not. But basically, Bly Manor was... It was basically supposed to be a Hill House Part 2. Not by story, but by, you know, the way that it's... The, right. The way that the story is told. The way We that, were at least expecting a similar quality of story. Right. It's 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 a weird thing. Because I don't... Like, yeah. I don't think this was bad. Right. I don't either. But, but having Hill House before it... To set the expectations. Yeah. And then maybe not nailing the progression of the story throughout the seasons. Yeah. Really left a lot to be desired. Yeah. It had A plus potential and it didn't get there. No. And, what, and that sucks. Speaking of grades, to kind of wrap it up, where, where would you, uh, what are you thinking? What are you thinking here? Um, Give me your, your this honest might, opinion. Might be lowballing it a little bit. Uh, like you think you could go my, higher? My gut tells me a C plus. I, I wouldn't. Th- I wouldn't go that low. I think I could probably say B range, but okay. I just. I say I'm not going to go that low, but I would give it a B minus. So I'm, yeah, I'm, am I I'm, really going that much <laughs> higher? No. I mean, I. It overall, I was disappointed by yeah. the season, but I was very impressed by a handful of episodes. I would agree. A lot of it was very impressive. Some of it was. Not so much, but I think what was impressive was really some of the m- more compelling television that I've seen, you know. Exactly. In, the, in, I at think, least in this year. I think the best episodes were truly great really, TV. Really, really great TV. Um, right. Yeah, and, and lived up to the expectations that I had. Yeah. But the worst episodes had me wanting to fast forward through right. and just get to the end. It was... Yeah. It was a lot of give and take um, for the show yeah. overall. Uh-huh. All right, man. You That's good? it. You good? You want to? I was taking my headphones off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrap it up. Just to wrap it up. Um, yeah. Thanks for watching. Could you imagine if that was <laughs> how we wrapped things up? Listen, we need like a this ca- is, we need like a catchphrase or something at the our, end, something that we say at the end of every video. Yeah, like, like hit, hit that like, subscribe. Like, thanks for watching. We could trademark you know, that. Be sure to subscribe. <laughs>
hit the notification bell, leave a comment, leave a like. It helps with the algorithms, all that stuff. Hey, you and, know, and tell, you your, know, tell your friends. Tell your friends about you know? us. Yeah, tell your mom, tell your sister, tell your wife. And I was going to say something, but I'm not going to. Um, okay. <laughs> I was going to say a joke. Don't, no, just don't. Well, if, you, if you're not going to, then don't. I'm not going to. Then just don't. I feel like we, we need to, like, end, like, just, like, a phrase that we always say. Like, like okay, so, like, blah, blah, blah. Just sure to write and subscribe. I get, no, oh, I, check, check out our podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasting. Literally, literally anywhere you can find a podcast, we're there. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating there. Uh, give us a review. Um, but anyway, like, and then we just say, like, The Room is the best movie ever made. Like, shout out 719. We're done. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You know what's funny about that? What? Is that... The Room is widely considered the worst movie ever made. Yeah. But... It's also one of the most popular movies ever made. Not only that, but The Room is better known because of the disaster artist than for the actual room. Yes. Everything I know about The Room comes from the disaster artist. And oh, yeah. And also reading articles about how terrible The Room is. You know, they do they do special screenings at this... I think it's a theater in, like, L.A. or maybe New York every year. And it, it sells out almost of immediately. Of The Room? Like, when the, when, the, when the tickets go on sale, The Room sell... The theater <laughs> sells out immediately. And one, one of the things people do is they come in with, like, a box of plastic spoons... They throw plastic spoons at the screen for like, I, there's like certain scenes. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's like this huge thing to like in, in bigger cities on the coast to like go see special screenings of the room. Kind of. This is a huge tangent. We'll see you guys next time. Coming up, we've got a whole bunch of Christmas related stuff. We're going to talk about our favorite Christmas movies. We're going to talk about, um, <laughs> How Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. It's actually a a a, a psychotic examination. <laughs> I call it a thriller <laughs> of a sociopath. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the recent Marvel announcements. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna do a little like New Year's kind of 2020 wrap up special, and then hopefully in the new year we're gonna be able to talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Pretty excited about that. We should probably also do an episode on hbo max and warner bros yeah we'll get there we'll get there we'll get all right okay um i don't know why i just did that i just ruined the outro by bringing up something silly like that hbo max yeah yeah that was dumb (laughs) why do you you're gonna put me in a mood now dom because i'm still not i'm still not pro hey hbo max and warner brothers you want to talk about it I'm I'm um um I'm uh what's his name in uh in uh oh my gosh the freaking Russell Crowe movie and the one where he's an angry driver no the one where <laughs> he's a freaking he's a gladiator gladiator really? yeah the movie gladiator <laughs> really where uh what's his <laughs> name what's his name he goes Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin Phoenix dude thank you. come on you're killing me Joa Quinn Pahoenix is that how you say his name. <clears throat> Sounds right to me. This episode is over. This episode has been over.